Hello, y'all. Welcome to another episode for Johnny's Book Reviews Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And, you know, it's been a crazy week, month. Uh, can you believe it's uh, December today? I'm uploading this actually, or I recorded this yesterday. I'm way behind on the episodes, but um, I'm getting and trying to get those episodes out to you as quickly as possible and every Friday. All right, so every Friday I upload an episode. Mostly I try to get it up there as quickly as possible on the, the Friday. But with that, I hopefully you guys are doing well. For me, it's absolutely insane, like uh, like our last week and the week before that. But it's fun, you know, and I just wanted to provide a little information on Iron Flame right now. I'm about 50% through. I want to provide a little information on that. Uh, give you guys a little review over that. Uh, this that's for the episode for today but before i do that before we dive into that i really want to provide a little couple of stats that i got from uh spotify spotify does a wrap and they just launched that yesterday or the day before that either tuesday or wednesday and uh, they do that for my podcast because my podcast is through spotify they've made a little like wrap for me for the year kind of summing up what has happened for the year so I made 1.26 minutes created the United States was the top country uh, 320% uh, plus on followers nine top fans those are pretty good stats you know I'm pretty excited with those stats uh, you know for me it's just for this podcast specifically it's just to help you guys inspire you guys to go read and you know just talk about books and that's ultimately what I want to do and it's been really fun so far. Uh, top book, top episode is the Beyond the the One by Tom Fountain book review. If you guys want to check that out, definitely check it out. It's a top episode on this podcast. A lot of people are staying tuned for that one. Uh, that's a really good one. That's where I talk a little bit about Tom Fountain and his memoir and talk a little bit more information about him. That's a really good episode, and I really enjoyed making that one. It's a really solid book as well. Highly recommend it as well if you like Draco Malfoy. Tom Felton, he's the one that played or portrayed Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. Of course, you hate him, but man, he's so funny, and he's such a good actor as well. So, um, my podcast was streamed in 30 countries. The United States was the top one. Uh, United States, India, Canada, Germany, and the United Kingdom. That's a little stats about uh, what has happened really over the last year for this podcast. Uh, and I'm really glad that Spotify provided a wrap about that and provided a little bit more stats specifically with uh, this podcast, Johnny's Book Reviews Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and staying tuned. If you guys haven't followed or subscribed, definitely follow and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But again, I drop an episode every Friday. All right, that is just a Spotify wrap. Hope you guys like that. I uh, just want to provide a little information what has happened over the year uh it's just been absolutely insane i've put a lot more focus on this podcast and making sure that i provide as much quality valuable pot uh, episodes for you guys as much as possible all right in this episode i'm going to talk a little bit about iron flame I'm about 50 percent through like i said and i'll provide my review over it but I'll also provide a little information about what i like about the book and my thoughts about it etc so this is going to be boiler alert uh, before you get into the, the episode, if you haven't read the book, you should definitely read it. If you have read the book, you can definitely uh, check this episode out. But 
what I'm saying is that there's going to be spoilers in this episode. So if you have not read the book, you should definitely check out that book before you get into the episode. Now, if you don't don't really care, hey, let's just listen to the episode and get to it. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Before we get into a little bit more information about Iron Flame, just want to provide a little information about the series. Now, this um, review is going to be or going to have spoilers. So you guys haven't read this series. Just going to let you know that this series will have spoilers. So just wanted to let you guys know. I tried to provide this review without them, but it was super hard because this is the second book in the series. So I'm going to provide a lot of information. And I realized that if I was going to provide as much information as I can, talk a little bit about the book, I was going to provide spoilers nonetheless. So I just felt like I'm just going to add them in this episode. And that's that. So with this series, it's a five-part series. Uh, this is actually Rebecca's first sci-fi series or sci-fi book. Fourth Wing was her first sci-fi book, and she's doing a series now. But this is a series, and this is over war. This is over the people in this town, it's called Never, are either sanctioned to be a scribe or a dragon rider they don't have any other choice those are the two things that they have to do either a scribe or dragon rider a lot of people will go toward a becoming a dragon rider basically if you become a dragon rider you're trained to be a soldier you're trained to be an assassin and you're basically turned into a lethal weapon machine to kill and to help protect never now, for scribes, on the other hand, scribes are people that don't die or not into the battle, but they do do an important thing, and they cover up a lot of history behind Navarre, and you'll see that in the first book where a lot of information is redacted. A lot of information is propaganda. A lot of Im information is deceived. So the scribes can change history, and that's what has happened. And you'll see that everything there is portrayed in the wrong account. Right, everything is secondary sources, but those secondary sources actually redacted a lot of information, took out a lot of information, and provided that, hey, this, um, this isn't bad. We don't have any villains coming in, uh, and the villains are actually wyverns. So these are like the villain dragons, and they take people's souls. And so they actually do exist, and Nevera is actually covering this up. They either know it exists. A lot of leaders actually know that these exist. But also some people don't know, like the leaders, some don't know that they do exist. And so uh, they've covered up for hundreds and hundreds of years. And a lot of people are figuring out, oh my gosh, this is actually real. And what ultimately happens if you find out this information, they don't want that information leaked. They don't want information leaked that, hey, these villains actually exist. So if you know that information, you actually get assassinated or killed off. And that's what we see in the, the beginning of the first book that uh, Violet and the main character uh, is the main character, Violet. And her partner, Zayden, figure out or find that Wyvern actually exists. And so when they come back for the second year in Iron Flame, a lot of people are, are being killed off and uh, the, that were with Violet and Zayden. And you see that, you know, she's been trying to be assassinated as well multiple times throughout the book and she has survived so far 
So that's really what's ultimately happening. And to become a soldier, right, you have to do a set of challenges in the first year. And those there's three challenges. Now, there's no guarantee that you're going to bond with a dragon if you finish those challenges. But you have to finish those challenges. And those challenges have killed off 80 to 90, 90% of the class that comes in in the, the first year. And so a lot of people are going to die. Your friends, etc., are going to die. And so if you get past those three challenges, now you have to have the test with the dragon. You know, the dragon ultimately has the last decision on choosing what rider it wants. And so they choose them on intelligence, courage, if you're a lethal weapon, etc. And sometimes a dragon doesn't like you, so they'll scorch you alive. And that says happen in the first book, and you'll see that. So, again... The dragon makes the last decision on who becomes a rider or not. And then if you become a rider, then you transition to the second year and that gets into the second book. So that's a little bit information about the series a little bit. And if you guys want to read that book, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best sci-fi books series that I've read. All right, so let's get into the review here. A little information of you know, what's really happening with Iron Flame, my thoughts about it. And that's why I thought like this review would be a little difficult to do with no spoilers. So because, you know, then I would have to redact a lot of information. Didn't want to do that. So I just wanted to provide a spoiler review for you guys, a spoiler information, because because this book has, you know, information that a lot of people want to know, has a lot of cliffhangers, etc. And again, if you guys want to read the series, I highly recommend it, but just give me a warning that uh, the next following information is going to contain spoilers. So yesterday I had the pleasure of reading majority of the day, and that was Monday. I haven't had this a uh, while in a while due to my schedule, but I made it a goal to read more of Iron Flame, the second book in the Fourth Wing series. I read about 200 pages yesterday in Iron Flame. Uh, so I had the problem of not putting the book down. I couldn't stop reading it. And I finally told myself to stop reading at 3.30 a.m. so I could go to bed. Sometimes a book is so good and engaging that it makes me stay up. And so this means I'm 50% through it now. I've got the part two in the book where, you know, crap hits the fan. So this series reminds me of Harry Potter where there's like class years. And in the leadership, not believing and or deceiving everyone about the villains. No, there's not any villains. No, there's not a bad guy, etc. No, there really is. They're going to destroy everything. And it's too late before everyone knows what's really going on. They've been brainwashed, propaganda washed for a long time, not telling everyone that, hey, these wyverns exist. And it's going to cause chaos, specifically in this, this book. The wyverns, the villains have been a fable that couldn't be real until the main character, Violet, and Zayden actually fight one. And, you know, Violet beat a couple. But again, these are very powerful people and powerful villains because they could take your soul and actually turn you into wyverns or turn you into these uh, blood sucking villains. And so it's it's pretty crazy. So this focuses on dragons uh, and this college, Biscayeth College, is training people on who want to be dragons. Again, those are the dragon riders and then scribes. And then you have to go through a set of challenges in the first year, three of them, be able to bond with a dragon. And that's what you see in the that's what you see in the first book. 
All right, before we get into the second part, I just want to mention briefly, warn you guys that this section right here is going to be kind of graphic. I won't provide a, a ton of graphics like Rebecca did or anything like that, but I will talk to you guys about this part, and it's about an interrogation. And so there's going to be parts where she, I talk a little bit about how she was brutally beaten and interrogated. I won't go into depth about it, but I just want to provide that warning. Number two is the interrogation. So this was brutal, right? And so this happens in the second year, like I said. I could feel the pain, you know, when Rebecca was talking about this and Wave Violet, the main character, was not telling her secrets and how she's just beaten and ripped apart. Every tactic was used on her for interrogation, which was crazy. So uh, Wyvern knows about the, or Violet knows about the Wyverns and the villains. What they want to ultimately do is actually take this information away from her and break her and lastly to kill her eventually. But they don't want they want to kill her slowly, not just a quick death. They want her to break. They want her friends to betray her. They want her friends to turn their back on her, etc. And it doesn't happen, right? She's very strong. She doesn't break and you know, there's one point where she was actually interrogated for five plus days, you know, beaten, slapped, her mind read by a someone who can actually read minds, etc. And no one could break her. And that really shows how strong she is as an individual. Now, interrogation is part of the second year. So a lot of uh, a lot of the students in the second year will actually all the students will be interrogated. But not the level that Violet was. So Violet was interrogated very harshly. And the, again, the point was to break her. To break her to the point where she'll die. And so kill her off very slowly. And that's what was really happening. And, you know, Rebecca did a really good job portraying that to the reader. Again, that scene will probably be very hard to read. I actually had to close the book several times because I just couldn't take it like I could feel every slap that Violet was getting. I was like, oh, oh. She couldn't see. Her eyes were bred. Her eyes were just swollen shut. Her ribs were broken. Arms were out of socket, um, etc. And so they have these healers to these menders. And so the mender was in there too. And so what happened is after Violet would get beaten, the mender would mend all the bones that were broken and kind of fix her up. And then the next day, he the, the interrogator would just beat her again over and over and over again. At that period of time, like Violet was getting gaining strength, strength in the beginning of the interrogation. And at the end of the day, it just broke her like she was completely mauled. She couldn't she wasn't recognizable, etc. And then, yeah, at the end of the book or end of the day she was getting mended again and it would happen again and that was just insane on what was happening with that and the interrogation was just brutal so number three uh dragons right off the bat so in this book specifically in iron flame uh dragons are the central focus right off the bat another point is that you get the story of how tain's and violet's relationship is going tain is the most powerful dragon there is and is bonded with violet due to his intel her intelligence and helping out a dragon in need, Ardana. So Violet's able to bond with two dragons in the fourth wing, and you get that 
information as story in the the first the first book which is really great and this hasn't been done uh for her being bonded to two dragons before uh actually nobody has been able to bond with two dragons and this is the first time that's happened so uh for the second one i really like it because you know the dragons you get a little bit more information about the dragons uh right off the bat and of course my favorite thing is you get the relationship between tyne and violet and tane and adana with bonded riders you're able to the rider is able to communicate to the uh the dragon but also the dragon is able to read your mind read your thoughts etc and able to talk to you got talk to the the rider about that now if the dragon is mated and that mated dragon or that partner dragon has a bonded rider they are connected so in this example in this book actually the violet is bonded with tane and tane is actually has a relationship with a girl dragon called sigal so it's very important in that you know they form a relationship and you know that's what the uh they developed right they are stuck together so uh either be friends or be lovers and for this books well in this series right now they're lovers and the second book was a little hard because they're growing their relationship again and you know there's a period of time where zayden ripped violet's trust away from her and she's building that trust back in the second book now it took a little bit a lot of time for that and a lot of people were complaining on the repetition specifically on that i thought i didn't think it was that bad actually the biggest thing is like rebecca wanted to provide the thoughts the process behind being able to trust again because trust is a big thing in a relationship and violet wanted that and she was trying to work with that with zayden as much as possible how do we build a relationship uh on trust when it was broken and so i think it was really cool that rebecca provided that information in that book and just didn't provide it in a couple pages she provided it like in about three to 350 pages on violet and zayden rebuilding that relationship and trying to and zayden trying to gain his girl's trust again. I think that's really cool. And I think it's really important to do because a lot of romance books don't really discuss that or really just, you know, mention or provide that information where, you know, in a relationship, trust is very important. And, you know, when someone breaks, it's very hard to gain that trust back. And so how do we build that? And I think Rebecca did a really good job providing that information and it's also interesting to note like how do you build that trust again when potentially you don't you have very limited time so they might have they should have probably been able to trust each other a little bit more but uh quicker but I thought it was a good time pace and I think it wasn't as repetitive as a lot of people thought and or are saying right now and so for me I thought it was really good now you get that like the repetition like for specifically she's like thinking like she can't trust this man etc etc she does mention it but not too overbearing right but then you or over a period of time she's breaking that uh 
moment where she's trying to trust Z she's trying to trust Jaden a lot more and in the beginning she's like no I'm not going to trust you ever again and then she starts breaking a little bit more here and there and then finally they they finally are able to come together in terms and and actually trust each other which was really great so this series actually is better than the Thorn of Glass series by Sarah J Moss actually the Thorn of Glass series you know, was good. Overall, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, this series has some books that aren't good, but the overall story arc and character development is phenomenal, uh, where it's based on an assassin who finds out she's actually a queen, and then she's trying to kind of find her sense in the world and trying to be a leader, you know, leading this country to battle, because there's also villains in that one, but leading them to, to battle so that the country doesn't get devastated or destroyed and so she's really working on that and she's building her building her repetition as an assassin into a queen as a leader and that was a really good series honestly i really enjoyed it, it brought me into sci-fi but then also took me out of sci-fi because the seventh or the eighth book wasn't that good i thought the the battle scene was going to be a little bit more epic you know it's building up to this huge battle scene and the battle scene only lasted 30 pages not a lot of people fought in it. I thought there was going to be this huge battle. Like so many people were going to fight in it and not many people fought in it. So I got devastated. I was expecting a lot more and Moss let me down. And so that brought me out of sci-fi until I read this fourth wing series. And I realized, hey, we should just focus on books that have dragons. Don't worry about any other thing because, again, sci-fi mostly has series and so you have to be really invested into the series to finish it or you have to have something that you really like for me for the thorn of glass series i didn't really like or i didn't really have anything that i enjoyed or really was interested in i like the assassins part i like that information but then the information about the magic and the fantasy part and the phase and the witches and everything like that that didn't interest me at all that stuff isn't interesting and so it made it really hard to read that series but again overall it was really good what interests me is about is the dragons right and that's what really turned me on to empion series i got the advanced reader copy was able to read it and or a couple pages and i realized this book is about dragons and so i felt like this was a good option for me to do and i'm absolutely loving it so now from now on i will only focus on books that have dragons and that's just specifically for uh, sci-fi now i probably will venture into other things other books like for example i read the assistant to the villain by anna morale that was a really good one doesn't really discuss a lot about dragons i mean it does for a couple sentences but it doesn't it's not the entire focus of the book and I thought that was a really good one. Now, I'll venture out and read books like that one out of the sci-fi realm. But the big focus for me is to read books that have dragons. And that's really what I want to uh, focus and read on for sci-fi specifically. That's what specifically I want to focus on for uh, this series. It's just having fun with it. Um, I'm taking my time through this book. And I'm just progressing and just trying to process what's really happening right taking a lot of notes reading rereading what's happening in fourth wing as well kind of seeing the the plot holes being answered 
or the questions being answered in this book. And it's really cool to, to see that and how Rebecca is answering those questions. Yeah, the big question was uh, with Violet's mom. And I thought she was actually forcing Violet to die so that she could kill her, her off. But that's not true. She actually forced her to go to the Dragon Rider to to survive. She thought if she if Violet went to the scribe, she'll know too much and that she would get assassinated and she'll find out way too much information and she would be assassinated. Now, if she went to the Dragon Riders, it would prolong or prevent or delay that information from hitting Violet. And it did. It delayed her almost several months, maybe six, seven months before she found out that information actually existed when she was left abandoned at a post with her friends. And then they realized that the people that were coming were actually wyvern and villain, these villain dragons and these villain bonded riders. And they were killing all these people and then they were attacking Violet and there was a big battle scene in the fourth wing, which was really epic. I really enjoyed it. And so that was one of the questions that was answered in Iron Flame. Another question that hasn't been answered yet is the 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 theory on the father. What really happened to the father? So what I, I predict in my theory is that the father was assassinated, but no one has confirmed this. No one has come forward and saying, oh, yeah, that was me yet. So I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I'm not sure if Rebecca's going to answer that in the, the remaining 50% of this book. I'm not really sure. But the, the question is still unanswered. We don't know what happened to the father. Maybe, maybe there isn't any information. Maybe everyone thinks he did pass away from like a heart attack or something like that. But what, isn't it suspicious that he knew all this information and then he just dies? Like majority of people who know this wyvern information, uh, information about the villain dies. And the father knew all this information, was actually telling Violet about it and, you know, providing her the fables, etc. to read. And all of a sudden, like when Violet was a kid, uh, I think it was like eight or nine, the father passed away. So it's interesting to know or interesting to say, like, I don't think he was or passed away with a clean, cleanly. I think he was passed away or assassinated by someone. And that information hasn't been provided yet in the book. Either one, right? And uh, we haven't got that answer yet. So those are the two big things that uh, one has been answered, one has not been answered. And so uh, those are the two big things that I've been looking for in this book, Iron Flame specifically. Uh, and again, one was answered, one was not. So I'm still looking for that unanswered one and seeing what happens and how they're going to answer that one and how they're going to resolve that one. And so I think Rebecca is doing a really good job providing and answering those questions that we have. And again, this is a five-part series, so she still has a lot of questions to answer in, in the remaining three books. So I'm enjoying Iron Flame. Iron Flame is a really solid book. And honestly, I like Iron Flame a lot more than Fourth Wing. It gets right into the action, gets right into the dragons. And 
I really like that. And of course, like I wanted information about the second year. Like I'm interested about the second year and we get that information. So it's really good. I'm really excited with this second book. And honestly, I'm going to probably put this as my favorite book for the year because Fourth Wing was my favorite book, but Iron Flame to tops that by far. So Iron Flame is almost up there as my second one or my second is my favorite book of the year i won't decide fully on that yet until i finish the book but as of right now that uh, iron flame is my uh favorite book of the year so far without further ado i would get the book read it it's a really great book you know it's a really solid book if you like dragons definitely get it. if you like sci-fi definitely get it if you want to just try it out definitely get it you know, it's been very popular. It's one of the top sellers this year, specifically for books. Uh, the first one sold roughly around two to three million copies already in only seven months. And so it's just telling you that a lot of people are reading this book. Now, she's getting a lot of flack about the second one. But honestly, I'm not really sure why. It's a really solid book. And again, with sci-fi books, it's not going to be all action, right? It's building up that information and building up the characters because there's a, it's a series, right? And so building that information up is very key for the, the later books as well. I'm not really sure what's going to happen in the next three books, but we shall see. But without further ado, I'm really excited with this um, the third one coming out. And I'm not sure when it will come out. It probably, Rebecca is stating it will be late. So probably in the summertime, but we shall see.